sit back in your seats, get something to eat, and watch this movie. Don't let the kids see it, because, well, let, let, we'll let you hear the, the, the um, beginning first. Thank you. Hello, welcome to Left of the Projector. I am your host, Evan, back again with another film discussion from the left. I want to let you all know you can now support the show on Patreon at patreon.com slash left of the projector pod. I'll be bringing out new bonus content, listener requests, and so much more. Go check it out. Please support the show. As always, you can follow along on the socials, Instagram, left of the projector pod, and TikTok for now, I guess. Also at left of the projector pod. If merchandise and shirts are your thing, you can go to threadless.leftoftheprojectorpod.com and check those out there. Now sit back and get ready for some movie discussions with a little bit of Marxism. All right, we will begin the conversation this week on Left of the Projector on the Lego movie. And joining me, I have Rivka and Frank from Movies vs. Capitalism a podcast on movies versus capitalism. Yeah. So thank you both for joining me. It's great oh, to be here. Thank you for having us. Yes, a very similar podcast. Yes. And so, yeah, so I mean, feel free to, I don't know if you have any, um, if you wanted to throw a quick little plug or something and then we can jump into the movie. Uh, yeah, I mean, Rivka and I are the hosts of Movies versus Capitalism. We launched uh, a little over two months ago now. And... Yeah, we both went to theater school together. That's where we met. We've always been avid film watchers and art lovers. And, you know, as we've become more and more radicalized and our politics have gone further left, we, you know, we're like, hey, you know, this is, we could talk about movies through this lens. And that's what we do now. <laughs> yeah, nailed it. That was great. Thank you. Well, you both had chosen, or I don't know which one of you chose the Lego movie to discuss today. And uh, just a very brief, you know, tidbit about it, and then we can jump in. But this, I saw this movie in the theater. It came out in 2014, and it was a, a pretty smash hit when it came out. I remember it being just advertisements were everywhere. It budget was only 60 million, and it made almost 500 million, so 470 million. Yeah, and I think it it was like one of the highest grossing, if not the highest grossing animation, right? Like. Crazy. It's close to it. I think a couple since then might have surpassed it, but at the time, I think it was. You're right. And they made a few sequels and spinoffs, the Batman version. And, you know, it has some class or, you know, big names Chris Pratt, Will Ferrell, Elizabeth Bank, Will Arnett, Nick Offerman. I mean, it's a great uh, voice acted movie. And, uh, you know, I think when it came out, I don't think I was where I am today politically, perhaps. And so I understood the movie from uh i think you know the on the nose business you know <laughs> lord business and everything is very much on the nose that was like one of the first things i wrote down but um i don't know if you've had if you saw it then and saw it now and you feel like it's held up on its uh you know basic ideas i'm bummed i didn't see it in the theaters what a wild ride like that would have been great i you know, I probably did that thing where I just assumed it was a kid's movie, which I know kids movies are great, but maybe I was snooty about it. However, I 
I guess at the time I was probably teaching a stop motion Lego class after school. So like, maybe that was also it. I was just, I was like, I had like bins of Legos and I would always find like pieces of Legos in my bag. It was just like Legos were everywhere. So maybe I was like, I don't want to see the Lego movie. Um, <laughs> this Luca, is work. You always have like these jobs that I never knew that you had. You're like, yeah, I taught stop motion Legos for a little bit too. I was like, what? When did you? Well, what's funny is that they, they made the movie to look like stop motion, but of course but it's it wasn't. Not. Oh, yeah. I knew that. I could tell of being course. the uh, stop motion Lego teacher. I was like, no way. Um, it really a lot of fun though, actually teaching stop motion Lego. But yeah, what a surprisingly brilliant, fucking amazing movie. <laughs> Wait, was this your first time seeing it? <laughs> yes, and I don't oh, smoke wow. weed anymore. I was also like, damn, would have been great to smoke weed and watch this movie. It was my first time seeing it. Also, I was watching it like, is this where, like, the Daniels must have been influenced for everything everywhere all at once, right? Hmm. Like, I just felt that there was oh, a lot yeah. of, I've just felt maybe that was just in the context I was watching, but it was just so vibrant. There were so many different worlds. It was clearly like, doing its own matrix thing. Like there was so much that it was pulling from, but it was a lot of, it was a lot of colors, a lot of visuals, very fast. Um, so that's where it was aesthetically, politically, like so much to talk about. Really exciting that this was a kid's movie. I really want to like poll some children. And Evan, maybe you have polled some children. Well, I'm I, curious I, I watched <laughs> it with my kids the last time I watched it. And I didn't say anything like about the movie as we're walking as we were watching it, then afterwards, I was like, oh, to my older daughter, I was like, oh, should we make like a mini, like 10 minute episode about it? She's like, oh, maybe, I don't know. So I don't <laughs> know if she's into it or not. I thought it would be funny to like release this and have like a little bonus oh, kids yeah. episode. You got to do that. That's such a great idea. I, if she's I willing mean, to, it's more on her, I guess. Yeah. So that's kind of, we'll get into the politics of it. That was my, my initial um, takeaway. I think I was just, I like that, like that it's so on the nose. You're right with Lord business, president business and this world in which, you know, it's a, it's sort of fascist authoritarian, but sort of like faux, I don't know, we can get into what the world was like this liberal sort of almost faux socialist state. And there's this like the corporation octane and like the robot police force or his military arm and all of that was fun. But then there was also a lot of stuff, I think, underneath talking about like making what, what I really gravitated towards was the message of like, especially being a millennial where we had so much of the you are special messaging and like you can do anything that you want to do as an individual. And it's all about you, like just showing how unique you are. And like, that's going to be your skyrocket to the stars that I felt like the core of this movie was like, taking that idea and subverting it to being like nobody's nobody's special that's what makes us all special and that's our superpowers like we can all be special whatever what that was to me and i just i loved that that it was kind of like a setup from the top that this prophecy of specialness is a lie <laughs> yeah mm -hmm. what about you frank uh, I did see it in 2014 in theaters and I was smoking weed. So <laughs> it was Same. tight. Uh, and I remember at the time thinking like, wow, what a subversive kids movie for all of the reasons, you know, for Rivka, what you just laid out and I'm, we're, we'll get into the, po the politics of it. The yeah. Lord business is the bad guy. It's incredibly on the nose. It's, it's about conformity and, you know, and non-conforming and, all of these big themes. 
And I I remember loving it. And I don't think I had seen it since it had come out. And I mean, the reason that we chose it, Evan, is because like, well, one, we like, I, I'm sure you experienced this for, you know, we're watching a lot of heavier movies for <laughs> for leftist <laughs> podcasts. Uh so we're like, this will be great. Like, let's, it'll like change up you know, the stuff that you we're usually watching. And I re- had remembered my experience watching it in 2014. I'm like, I wonder if those themes still hold up. And on the rewatch, I thought a lot of it did, although like on a very very granular level. And we'll get into it. But I, I thought some of that, you know, some of that like in that like. Uh, that hyper individualism I thought was still in here. And, you know, they kind of like in the beginning, like you're, you're, to, you're made to think in, you know, in like the following the directions and like work, you know, when you're part of a team, like that's, mm. that's a bad, like by the end, it's like, that's the bad thing. It's bad. Right, to, right, right. It's Agreed. bad to listen to everything is awesome. And everything is cool when you're part of a team. Are we all going to sing it together? I, I'm sure it's one, point. two, okay. <laughs> Um, it's just rote it's like on repeat in my head right now as you're talking just so everyone knows it's a, it's a fucking banger it slaps it really holds up um so yeah so i thought like you know if if we're if we're looking at it on like a marxist lens then some of that messaging gets a little muddled here and there but yeah, sure. there's a ton of incredible stuff in here and incredibly subversive stuff especially for a kid's movie like mm. Like the, I mean, one of the first things we see is like, you know, president business, like I'm always watching you. And then like the surveillance cameras and like the, <laughs> the, the fact that they ma- managed to like get the surveillance state into this movie and like, that's bad. So like th- there's a lot of great stuff in here. Mm. Well, doesn't he say when he's talking about all the things that the company makes, he's like surveillance equipment, voting machines, voting, and- machine. yeah. <laughs> yeah. voting machines. And Octan, they make good stuff. Music, dairy products, coffee, TV shows, surveillance systems, all history books, voting machines. Wait a minute. The setup, I, I felt I felt the same way as far as like the setup. And uh, before we go into it, I, I just saw this when I was like looking around. I found a, a tweet from Glenn Beck when this movie came oh out. I think it's hilarious. And even more <laughs> hilarious is the reply from some like random Twitter person. He wrote that it's a funny, smart, family-friendly movie and it was great for adults and kids without double meetings brilliant and then the second reply was oh god where is it he says um oh man oh he says i thought it was a good at the beginning about dictatorship and the and communism i'm like okay glenn beck said that no just some like random person replying to it being like oh yeah the movie was about communism like the beginning i'm like um Okay, that's which I think speaks to what I mean, I can see that I think it's what you were kind of speaking to Frank was that like, there is a version of looking at this where you're like, that's what they're saying, right? That like, this is a this is that working as teams and the government controlling everyone in this way is bad. I don't think that's ultimately what the message was. But I can see like the same way that you can watch the matrix and like, have a lot of people in queue be like, yeah, like I'm red pilled and like, just it's a totally you know what I mean where you're like wait what I think but but from what I read in my research I think there was like a lot of right I think like that was like a big thing with this movie and maybe why it did so well at the box office like everyone was like this is my movie no this is my movie I I mean I think that tweet speaks to the thing that happens very often which is you know 
the like the capitalist ruling class uh, has spent a long time really trying to convince everybody that the worst things about capitalism are in fact communism or like, you know, or the thing like the thing that you imagine that is like the worst possible thing. Like it's, it's, it's that thing where it's like ask a capitalist to describe the worst things about communism and they'll just describe capitalism. Yeah. Uh, So that makes sense that like someone like an anti-communist would see this movie and be like, well, this is a communist dictatorship. Like that's what this is. Um, yeah. totally missing the point completely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, I think that's what makes like recently I've gravitated towards movies where I think the message is often misinterpreted primarily by conservatives and the right. I mean, that is to say that our view is the correct view. Uh, of course, but <laughs> obviously it's obviously but, the correct view, but I think this is one too, like you said, that it's had such a wide, it, it covers such a wide kind of concept area that anyone could enjoy it, which mm-hmm. makes it so great for them because they made half a billion dollars from it. Mm. Let's talk about that half a billion dollars just brief. Like I was very curious watching this. I think there was like always a pinging that was like, I understand the version of this being like a Trojan horse for these filmmakers of like, we're going to take this super commercial genre and film that is like, clearly like it is a giant ad for legos and again taught legos love hate relationship with them (laughs) but like i was like i is there more to the story like what do i what are we meant to feel about that like because there is such a piece of consumerism to that like if i had kids i would imagine immediately after it would be like pull out the credit card we're going to the lego store you know yeah, well, one one thing I was reading about the the movie and sort of the idea was they wanted to promote Legos, but in like a way that wasn't obvious, which I think <laughs> is, which is like almost hard to comprehend given what? that they're little Legos running around. But I think it was, and they even use like different sets, like the Batman set and the Star Wars. I want to go buy Legos like after this. Like I was very, wasn't even like subtextual. I mean, it was, that was the thing, right? Well, do you think that the like the consumerist aspect of like the Lego component being it's literally like a Lego commercial distracts from some of like the good ideas from the movie? I don't I don't know. I don't think so, but it was just I don't know. What do you think, Frank? I think as as much as you let it distract you, I think it's a massive contradiction, I think in that yeah. like we're saying this is a I remember specifically, this was part of like the first real giant way. This was like right after the Marvel movies started really taking off. Um, The studio system was shifting because it was becoming harder and harder to make money, like to make for studios to make their money back on movies that uh, weren't massive pieces of IP. So I remember the Lego movie was part of this first big wave of just like other IP getting optioned. Mm. Like this is a, this is around the same time that the movie Battleship came out based on the oh. board game Battleship, oh you know, yes. like, and we've seen a ton of this shit. We're about to see the Barbie movie come out. We're about to mm-hmm. see the Tetris movie come out, you know? So this is, so yeah, it, it's, it's very contradictory that this is, this is a movie with pretty, with like fairly strong anti-capitalist themes that was predicated upon a, immensely capitalist endeavor in in the making of this film in like the studio what was it fox whoever produced whatever the studio was like going be like we're gonna do the lego movie we we, we're optioning it Mm. um 
And then they, you know, but kudos to them for getting Lord and Miller, the writer directors of this movie, who are two of my honestly favorite modern uh, comedy satire writer directors. Mm. They they did Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, which is really wonderful. Um, they, they did the Jump Street movies, which I fucking ride for. Those movies are so <laughs> for I sure. Think, but aren't those movies, those movies so also like the whole thing with the Jump Street movies is like parodying franchises? Yes. And then yes. this becomes a franchise. So that's like another major contradiction as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can get as metatextual as you want. <laughs> you get as like satirical as you want. But at the end of the day, you're still operating within this system. So it's 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 a contradiction for sure. I don't know. It doesn't. But it, but I'm I'm glad that this movie, that this version of this movie exists rather than a more like rote you know, sure. follow, follow the instructions type of a movie. Yeah. Well, one, one note that I saw that I couldn't believe this was Morgan Freeman's first animated film. Given Whoa. like how many things he's done, I would just, that surprised me. But I guess talking about some of the characters and like the, the buildup is sort of like this tale told by Morgan Freeman's character, uh, Vitruvius, which I think I looked up and it, it's like this, uh, it's some actually master builder from like Rome, like that name. So I guess it's, Okay. They're like, okay, we're going to throw this in there. But you, you kind of have that little master builder story about the one, the piece of resistance, which I think also is a little funny kind of little nod there. The piece of I resistance, hard to, mm-hmm. hard, to, to, hard to go there. And then you jump into the actual city where you see this Bricksburg. Bricksburg. <laughs> and it's just, you know, like any metropolis, it's got its... High-priced coffee drinks for thirty-seven dollars, I think. Thirty-seven dollars. <laughs> we're almost there, I guess. <laughs> and the you know everyone has to kind of follow the rules, and I know that's kind of a couple things, but I don't know how you perceive. I mean, we guess we talked about it a little bit as the conformity, or maybe we didn't talk about conformity. That's the first thing I think of when I think of Bricksburg is like you have to conform to a system, and if you don't, like you're going to stick out. Like he sticks mm-hmm. out because he doesn't conform enough somehow. Or he conforms yes. too. It's it's weird, right? Because he conforms too much, right? Like he's too following the instructions, and so he's. I think that's what they say. Wild Style says at her like address. She's like he conformed so much you didn't even know who he was. Like the hardest part was watching him when he gets caught with a piece of resistance and bad cop, good cop <laughs> sits him down and. I don't even remember the purpose of this. Like, I guess it was just to be cruel because I don't feel like he needed to see it, but they're like, let's show you just like how nobody in this town remembers you. He's like, people remember me. And they're like, who's that guy? Like, I don't know. And he's like, you follow instructions too, too well. Like, you're just so boring. And his favorite song is, of course, you know, the everybody's awesome. Everybody which, is awesome. So that's not cool. You can't, you can't like that. You got to like, I don't know, something indie right yeah, but then everyone was made to yeah it was interesting i don't I, so that the rule of that world was confusing but you did have i think the purpose of the instructions was to bring you happiness so Emmett was just like he was seeking he was a seeker in that sense which makes him a good protagonist yeah he was adhering to the like the the first part of the movie i, I felt is a really strong critique on like conformity and modernity you know specifically mm-hmm. in this city the following the instructions, the doing everything by the rules. And it's a very, you know, it's a, it's a very modern life. It depicts, you know, and it's, it's, it's no, uh, it's on purpose that it's like taking place in a city in like in an urban center in a metropolis where there is like, 
there should be supposedly this, you know, unique multicultural character, but there's none of that whatsoever. Uh, so I, I thought that them laying that out being like, this is a world where you just, you literally open a book every morning and it tells you exactly what to do and, and, and like bucking against that and set, setting that as the, the system that we're going to buck against. I was like, okay, cool. I'm, I'm in on this at this point. Uh, he's watching a sitcom called where's my pants, which is, <laughs> which is just like, you were supposed to read as like the, the, the worst sitcom like imaginable <laughs> and he's just like dying laughing about it uh, well that's what's interesting he's dying laughing. so what's the interesting choice they have right is that he actually is happy when we first meet him there's actually not much wrong like he's i'm kind of like why did he have to fight you know like but i but like that's the matrixy part right is like he's fine but he's but not questioning is he, what is he happy though or is he ignorant is it like an ignorance? Right. Well, it's is an ignorant ignorance is bliss, but like honestly, I couldn't tell the difference at the top. Like he was like he did love Where's My Pants. He loves the song. Everyone is he the thing that makes him sad is that he's just not he like still is an oddball, even though he's following all the instructions. I guess that's like he's still he's still heart. like unique in some way, but he's not he's conformed to the point where like he doesn't really like understand his own identity. Right. In any way. Right. Yeah. And so like well, he, he has needs, no identity. Yeah, he has, has none. But like you can see, I like that because you can see how it's like the the moment of the piece of resistance causing this like and also meeting wild style and like the, the love story I could I was a little intense for me. Like I was like, come on. Um, but <laughs> meeting wild style and like that bursting like it's that thing that's like the outside world getting him to start to be critical and like for a while it's very painful for him to like start to critique and see like the illusion of and i guess this is the whole matrix part right like he starts to see the matrix of his world and that he actually wasn't happy but like i don't know how much he knew he wasn't happy until he <laughs> was shown otherwise I mean, he saw like I, there was one thing that when he's going to work, there's a sign that says like we've I've got my eye on you, and it's a picture of like yeah. Lord Business, mm -hmm. and I picture that as like you know the thing at work to prevent you from you know like organizing or doing anything for yourself. And I don't know, I, you were saying it's like the Matrix. In my head, I was thinking of like the seeing the piece of resistance and talking to Wildshot as like this, like he's gained class consciousness, but he doesn't like understand it yet. He doesn't see like what that can do for him. Right. He's like, you know, he he read the Communist Manifesto, but like that's he doesn't he doesn't get it. He needs to like, you know, join a join a, a group and talk about it some more or something. Yeah. He hasn't put in anything into into praxis yet. Yeah. His I mean, his development, is that's the arc of the movie. And, um, you know, where it starts to where it started to lose me and it's like political messaging was when it really drilled down on all of like the the special stuff in cuckoo know, land or Co cuckoo land cloud cuckoo land cloud, cloud, cu cloud, cloud cuckoo, cuckoo land, land. Yeah. and the master builders and the master builders who were like their own like somewhat elite circle um i like that critique that sometimes like you can think you're doing good like they were such elitist creatives they're like <laughs> yeah you know and he's like yeah. i mean i honestly and i'm sure and this is where it's also brilliant too for the kids because like there's not a single kid including myself who didn't think a double decker couch was awesome that is, I think, a sick idea. And everyone was like, no, 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 no. And all, and everyone watching is like, no, we we know he's the one because that's actually like the most fun idea. That's what, 
this movie does have incredible bits and like visual gags and stuff and and just like the writing like that was that was one of my favorite things in rewatching this was just like i ch- i chuckled a whole bunch yeah it's so good um, like the moment he tells wild style and vitruvius about the double decker couch and she's like she's like emmett that's the dumbest idea i've ever heard and vitruvius is like wild style i'll handle this that idea is just the worst <laughs> like <laughs> Or when they go wild style, are you a DJ? (laughs) Why does everyone keep asking me that? (laughs) Well, well, she and then I mean the the I I thought it was interesting. Okay, before they get to the cloud, was it uh, was it called the what do you say it's called cloud cloud cuckoo Cuckoo land cloud cuckoo is when they're in like the old west, Mm -hmm. and I thought Mm -hmm. it was like a I don't I mean I, I again this like going sort of backwards in the sense of you're in like a modern city and now you've like gone backwards to this wild west and it's almost like he has to like learn like the his his like the history of something which i don't know the, the like the that's where it was a little metal for me is i feel like the connection to the other master builders didn't totally yeah like that linking thing didn't make a lot of sense to me mm. but i did think that it was very funny i thought like his little speech in front of them when everyone's like wants to boo him and you know he's like oh well that's where i could out, see yeah. it being i mean that felt like the like maybe the libertarian world the i'm not like the world where it was like something was not like they were really trying but you're like okay in this world they say there's no government like it's totally extreme anarchism and that's where i could also i was like what are you trying to say about this world i wasn't certain other than like no place has found it and like Emmett Emmett Emmett's gonna lead us there to whatever we need to find which turned out to be I'm not still certain what the answer was other than this message of like no one's special we're, we're all special like everyone is awesome but not the way you thought like everyone is awesome at the end of this movie but not because they're awesome is is that what you two took away by the end that like everyone is special because no one is special cuz i more so read it as like everyone is special and everyone has to find that special thing about them like it fe- like that and that's where like sort of the hyper individualism kind of came into me where it was like like almost felt a little bit like pull your up by yourself up by your own bootstraps like like a little bit of like hey all of you, you all have to rise to this occasion. Actually, maybe now I'm just like talking myself out of it. But Well, this is yeah. why I felt like it didn't, because like, that's why I felt like the message really was because the whole thing was like, this prophecy is a lie, which I really appreciated because that's like what so many of our mythology normally is in children's stories. It's like the one special one. And if you're not the special mm. one, sorry. And then so I loved Wild Styles moment where she's like hey i really wanted to be the special one and we watching are like yeah you're way more special than um emmett so like he's just the special one because why and so then we then we're like that's all a myth and also the like master builders you're like there is no master everyone can build she's like find like what do they say i love that writing too where they're like pick to be a groundbreaker like pick up a piece of the ground and break it but that Mm. everybody is capable of that and this actually this myth of like being a master builder, this like hierarchy is getting in the way of everybody doing their part. That's that's a really good way of looking at it. And I didn't I wasn't really picking up on that 
and I guess, you know, they did sort of incite like an organic revolution, you know, like the, all of the people of Bricksburg just on their own were like, yeah, we're going to start building stuff and start fighting the state and fighting the micromanagers and president business. So yeah, maybe that was just, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that was like mass class conscious on a large Lego scale that happens at the end of the movie. (laughs) That's sort of how I took it at the end. It's sort of like they've unintended sort of like an unintended consequence of them seeing how evil like the corporations have become they're Mm -hmm. like oh it's great that we have this you know nice job and we can go to work and we follow the directions and this is all great but then at some point like there's a breaking point i think that somehow yeah they reached that point i think they could have the the thing for it being like a kid's movie and like i don't know how much like of kids getting it is like if you're not sh- they didn't really show much of a consequence beyond like that like they the consequence is like thirty seven dollar coffee like if you're a kid I don't know how much you know how much coffee costs anyways like well <laughs> kids these do you know what I mean but like I don't know how much of like that stuff and like you're are you getting the voting poll stuff are you getting those like so I don't know how much like you're getting that like. Because again, like this is a world where most of those people in Bricksburg on the surface look happy and we never actually see behind the curtain other than like, oh, your friends, you're so don't fit in that people don't like you, which is sad. But like there's not there wasn't much to be like, oof, life is really not great for these these guys. Well, unless you're the family of a cop, I guess, because they like right. torture the, right. yeah, you know, let's the talk cops. About which- the cop. Yeah, was it uh, uh, Liam Neeson is the, the voice? Yeah, and, yeah. I think. Well, you said before, like the scene where he's like basically mentally torturing him early <laughs> on, Emmett, like in the like interview, <laughs> like making him just feel like a piece of trash that doesn't. And he's you know, got the for anyone who hasn't seen it or needs to refresh has the good cop, bad cop, like litter, which is a very fun, cute thing. But like his Lego face switches depending on if he's good cop or bad cop, but eventually good cop gets erased in this scene that I think you're about to talk about, Evan. Yeah, exactly. And so, like, you know, Lord Business basically says, like, you you can't be, like, I only need, I need the only the bad cop. And he basically <laughs> tortures and glues, you know, his uh, his parents to to make him do what he wants. And I guess you could say that's the showing that the cops are a tool of the capitalist class and... There is no good side. Well, it was interesting in that I felt a like some like I was like, is that or is this some of the storytelling here like which I don't know one way or the other, but like good cops could save us, but but like they've been you know that like if he had stayed good, I don't know. I could be no, reaching I, for for straws. No, I think that's a little bit part of it, which is like, you know, there are good cops, but if they go away, then only the bad cops are going to, you know, exercise too much power and abuse it. Um, But most of his cops are robot cops, right? It's a robot police force, which is terrifying in today's reality where we actually have. We have them. There you go. Little dogs and cute little robo dogs. I mean. Why are we doing this to ourselves? And talk about with AI, like, yeah, we have to do, I mean, there's. Oh my God. Did Speaking of robot dogs and AI, did you know that there's like an open letter right now that like a bunch of tech people, uh, like science, like AI scientists and Elon Musk. Apparently, Are a moratorium all, on the AI? Yes. Yeah, were, I saw They that. all signed it. They were like, hey, we need to pump the brakes on AI development. Absolutely because- terrifying we it's getting too advanced too quickly 
Yeah, Elon and, Musk, like, I just saw Terminator 2, and I, this doesn't end well. I, <laughs> man, whatever, dude. Like, no, it's it means, bad. But, like, I am, fun. like, the worst person to talk to right now because, I mean, I made my mom cry. I was, like, sat her down. I was like, do you understand? Like, give me something, and I will put it in. I was like, I'll make you a cover level right now. <laughs> like, the world is changing. And eventually she was like, what do you mean? I'm like, sorry, mom. But, um, yeah, it's nuts it's very scary i, I mean, can't remember where you saw 25 percent of the workforce i think that was like one of the statistics i saw is like about to be wiped out yeah it's uh unsurprising i i think like i i often view the development and i'm i'm sure i'm not the only i'm sure this is not an original thought but like the the development of human society could be told in a way of like the story of a species who has developed technology faster than the rate they use, they know how to use the technology responsibly. Mm. And you could, you could, you could go back through all of history and just be like, Oh, the steam engine. Yes. Check. Mm -hmm. Like the combustible engine. Yes. Like, uh, the way that we industrialized, the way that we built cities, like the way that the internet and now AI, it's just like, we just keep making shit. And before anyone knows how to use it properly, we're like, let's fucking, Get it on the market, baby. Let's oh slap a price tag on it and get it out there. But you know what? Everything is awesome. <laughs> I, I bet that I feel like this song could have been written by ChatGPT. Could have just been like, oh please write me God. a Lego movie song. That's that's the thing I was talking with someone about was like marketing slogans could just be like come up with through AI. You could just be like. We don't need these brand people anymore at our company. We'll just uh, get a couple AI systems. No, all yeah, all. I mean, yep. so many, so many things like that. It's, and I watch people, and I'm like, and mo, and I think a lot of people have no idea right now. Like it's that weird period of time where you go out, you like sit in Central Park, and you're like, I don't think most people here have any idea how quickly the world is changing right now and it's like a beautiful strange moment in time it, it's like what i imagine the early internet was like like um and you've got mail when you're like oh most of people were not on the internet when that movie came out like so for a lot of people seeing that movie they're like huh what are they talking about you know like we're in that period of time yeah <laughs> yeah and if, if you're I mean listening now it's over I mean, we yep. I we need like some sort of second enlightenment, like the like if 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 we make it through this period, like through the next hundred, two hundred years of human existence, like there will have to be a second enlightenment period somewhere coming up because, yeah, like you're saying, things are changing way too fast, and people need to wake up to a lot of these changes. I mean, I was just talking to this about with a, a friend earlier today. I was like. I was like, most people are just like in this country, just walking around, not thinking about the fact that a bunch of plutocrats have completely purchased our entire like political system and economy and everything mm -hmm. that we are essentially being ruled over. Like we have rulers and people are just walking out here like, I wonder what I'm going to have for dinner tonight. Like I, I it's I'll like have the, a $37 cup of coffee. Uh, yeah. It's like the cognitive dissonance is it, it's wild. It is wild right now. Uh, that was a pretty big deviation from the Lego movie, but <laughs> <laughs> that we, 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 we took the Lego movie to its, uh, to the logical conclusion where AI will write the next Lego movie, I suppose, or animate it or 
I don't know. I mean, it makes sense. This, this movie has a bunch of giant themes in it, and you know, and 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 now after talking to the two of you, I think maybe I was a little harsh on it coming out of it. And I think that's maybe just like my my now leftist brain just being like, what can I find to to pick apart and to criticize? Well, well, kids don't understand like working like sometimes i joke to my kids i'd be like i'll go to school for you and you can go to work and they'll just be like oh so i can just sit in front of a computer and play all day like they don't i mean i mean i work at a computer most of the time so it's a different you know kind of work than some people who are doing literal manual labor working in factories or they're working Mm -hmm. you know uh construction and all those things so it's a different aspect but i don't think kids understand like the concept of work oh they definitely don't and maybe I, older kids a little bit, you know, like teens. If this mm-hmm. movie was popular amongst teens, I don't know what the, the demographic was in terms of kids. But I feel like little kids could have saw this and been like, oh, it's a fun. Like my kids are young and they saw it and they thought it was a good movie. But yeah, potentially. Um, I, I think like the 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 business aspect specifically is it's pretty it's like you said, it's on the nose. It is in your face. And, you know, he's got a suit on and he works in a giant office building and he's, you know, ordering everyone around and there are like there are graphs there are charts there are you know and he's like he's talking about the money that they're making and like sales and everything and so it, like it, it it's the, the beginning does a good job of, at setting up like hey this corporate like this this giant corporate monster like this is not a good dude like this is not the the person you want to be emulating i don't know i don't know what you think about batman in this movie who is it will or not will or not yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's funny. He's just a fuck at boy. He's, uh, I mean, he is funny, but like just his whole ethos is like, was that, was fitting for that black Batman character. I mean, I liked mm. him. He was necessary. He was like a good. Well, he's like this, the hyper individualistic kind of like only cares about image versus the other people who care about like other people in some sense. I wish they'd spent yeah. more time developing wild style than like needing to put another man in the equation to define her. Pretty standard lazy. Yeah, I was kind of like uh, female protagonist or not even protagonist but female, you know, supporting character. And I had high hopes cuz she like saves him at the top. But mm-hmm. I feel like that's such an that's an annoying like see we made her like a badass and you're like, "Well, can you flesh her out like everyone else or no?" Yeah. Yeah. But- by the end, she basically becomes like an Emmett fangirl, and her whole the, like the the whole her whole third act is her being like Emmett, wow, you're doing it, like that's amazing. Yeah, I wonder what kids think of love stories like. Like, I just wonder, especially in the context of like all of the book bannings and the transphobia, and like of just being like you're hypersexualizing kids. But then I and then you see the contrast where you're like, well, what is this? Like, why is this necessary for like? I don't know that kids are like, I need to see a, a maybe I was, I don't know. It was just such an intense love story that I felt like really was so unnecessary for the plot. Like you could, everything could happen without them being in love. Like that's like pulling at like the tweens who were interested in this movie. I was just saying before, I wonder like what the age of kids they're going for. Like little kids who are like, I like to play with Legos or. When you saw kids. the movie in the theaters and you were really high, was it weird because it was a lot of <laughs> young children or was it like, what was well, the- I think I saw it at nine o'clock at night. So there weren't that many. Young okay. Children. Same. Yeah. I wasn't going to like the, I wasn't going to <laughs> the like the, yeah, like the 2 PM on the weekend. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, I just chalk that up to like the 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 love story. I just chalk that up to like, you know, just standard studio picture writing. It's sure. Like there's got there's got to be a bad guy. There's got to be a love interest. There's got to be the love interest's shitty boyfriend. In this case, Batman. So and then you know, they could have they definitely could have done a better job fleshing out wild style and making her giving her more agency through it. Cause she, like you said, she comes in with so much agency and then it just kind of like withers away as her, her arc becomes about supporting Emmett. Yeah. Um, although I do love, I did love her speech to the citizens of Bricksburg when she gets on, when she, when they break into the TV studio and she mm-hmm. gets on, on air and she's like, you don't know me, but I'm on TV. So you can trust me. <laughs> That was a great line. Yeah, like shit like that. I'm like, oh, that's that's very good. So good. I will say one thing I love about this is because I do think, as I mentioned, I have some experience with Legos. And I just think (laughs) (laughs) Legos are, there's something about them that are, it is like wildly meditative and creative and like, therefore, potentially revolutionary and rebellious. And I do remember at the time that I was teaching um, these kids, it was like around the Trump election. And you would have like a lot of these kids and the school I was teaching in was super interesting because it was a public school in Chelsea. So like massive gentrification in this area, but you, but this school encompassed like so many so much diversity in class and race and like experience that was coming together. And then you'd have these kids through Legos, like working out their feelings about like what, what, what was happening and how they were processing real world events. And I just remember there being like a lot of like, this is like Donald Trump's the bad guy or like, I think it was like even during the primary. So there would be like a Bernie versus Hillary. And like, it was just so (laughs) awesome to watch these kids try and like, through the very similar archetypes of this film, like understand the stuff that's going on around them that their parents are talking, that the world is talking about. There was a lot of murdering Donald Trump. Wow. <laughs> well, the, the thing with like the, that made me think of was the master builders were ta- like that whole thing, which I didn't love, but I was just thinking of another way of it being, you know, they could take something in something that they would see and like turn it into something else. That was what made them different than everyone else. Whereas he could only look at an instruction manual mm-hmm. and, you know, do that. I, I feel like as a kid, when you play with Legos, you'd buy a <laughs> kit, you buy, you buy a kit and you'd make the kit, but then it was also fun to make whatever the hell you want to make. And I don't know. I, I think I lost, but I was, what I was considering that was trying the meaning of, no, yeah, you, you're you, you on to something because I really like I do love I actually love the instruction manual and I would get really frustrated if someone wanted to like take tools out. And I'm like, I just organized those so that I could make the thing by the directions, you know. But I, I guess the master builders, what did I, I wrote something in my notes about them. It's sort of like, you know, learning some like gaining like some kind of new experience through like the ability to go beyond like what's just sort of like we're told or the the basic rules of society i guess it's oh this is how our capitalist system in bricksburg is how everything runs and you have to do it this way Mm. but what if there is some other alternative i think is the point i was trying to get to and they needed to come together i mean if if in this meta if in the universes which i think was there was this idea that master builders were somehow like this 
elite, maybe the academic elite, maybe like really stuck, like their ideas were blinding them and they hadn't succeeded. Like they were trying and they just like were not succeeding in taking down president business. But once they, they needed Emmett to sort of have this proletariat revolution of like, you don't have to be, you're not special. You don't have to be special. You just have to be able to like pick up a brick from the ground. I, I don't really relate to a lot of this because I was a connects kid growing up. <laughs> God. It was not, yeah, that's a true story. <laughs> it was a real big connect. Do you remember connects? That was like, the, I do. That was more of like the sticks, them. the sticks and joints kind. It wasn't yeah. so much like bricks, but. Your parents think, probably did that on purpose because Legos are so painful to step on. Oh, that's true. Um, I probably won't get my kids Legos, actually, now that we're having this conversation. <laughs> Connects it is. I, I find this really interesting, this, like, follow the instructions versus, you know, using your imagination and breaking from from what the instructions are telling you. Because I think, like, the, the message of, like, be critical, th like, think about what you're being told, think about, like, why you're being told it and why you're choosing to do it. I think that's very important. But... I, I don't know. I think there's like, I think there's value in, I think there'd be value in both. Like you were just saying, Rivka, like sometimes it's really fun to just to like follow the instructions and to like make that thing. Mm -hmm. And, but also other times it's fun to be creative on your own. And I think, I think like collectivism, I, that's what I was really missing mm -hmm. from this movie was like a real collectivist message. And maybe that was kind of what happens in the end with the revolution against Lord business. But I guess I wanted it spelt out a little bit more because I don't know. I think a thing that a lot of people don't consider, especially people who you know haven't read Marx, haven't read a lot of like modern leftist theory, is that like there can be individualism within collectivism. Like, in fact, there should be. Like, and no one, like, no, no socialist, communist. Like, I'm sure none of us are like, hey, you know, we should do socialism so that everyone can be the same and do the exact same thing and be told what to do. Like, that's not the world that we want to build. Like, we want to build where people have the choice to endeavor on, like, different creative projects and, mm -hmm. and embrace their individualism. Yes. But, with, but within a system that is equitable, that is fair, that is, like, that where, where like, like, worker ownership is prioritized above all. But it's, like, so I think, like, both need to exist and that that is often missed um so yeah i guess really wish these lego guys had gotten all of that into this movie that would have been <laughs> much more helpful but i think you're right yeah. it was there it was just a little that part was a little too subtle and maybe that was because they put so much jam i mean there was so much in this movie that it was jam-packed but if they had just like the ending was so fast and like there, like i think all of that was there but it was the beginning so obvious and that point was not as obvious. I think you're, I mean, I think you're right about the idea of, you know, you want things to be equitable, but you want to be able to like do art and be able to do it and not like starve. Yeah. Being able to do it. Like those are the, the basic things. And you know, the, the people within, you know, Bricktown, Brick, not Bricktown, uh, Bricksburg. Bricksburg is, you know, they, they realized that they wanted to do more than their, already doing and they definitely jump a step they they like went from the we're all the same to maybe we shouldn't be all the same and let's all like overwhelm the you know or business and so we could take over so i don't know i feel like that's a lot of movies about anti-capitalism where they present that message but they don't like really 
tell you how to do like they don't want people to understand like the the doing part maybe intentionally i mean it has to be simplified because it's a movie and you only have you know 90 to however many minutes and it has to be even over more oversimplified because it's a kid's movie like this so it's yeah it's it's tough to to jam pack a lot of that you know uh <laughs> A lot of that like dialectical nuance into especially a story like this which is for kids so you know it's it and we've talked about this rivka on our pod you know like movies very often will set up like a binary where it's like it's either this or it's either that and like the danger of binary because that's very often not like what the act the reality of like what choice is. it's not just one thing or the other thing there's it's like a there's like a whole spectrum of things in between those so you know they they got a lot they got a lot in though for for what it was so it was impressive in that way what, what do you both think about i guess it's that we're at the, the end of the movie and they've kind of like broken the third wall in some kind of way oh with yeah the we father haven't, the we haven't father talked about that at all yeah the father and will arnett actually as like a business person you know kind of mm -hmm. and his son who has been you know the idea is that he's been dreaming of like destroy of breaking free of like his father's rigid like don't touch my my Legos and so that. So I don't know what what do you think about that message and do you think it was necessary? Do you think it kind of like was that like for the kids? You know more of you know kids should be allowed to be creative or to the parents of like oh let your kids you know break some stuff sometimes. <laughs> I don't know. I I liked it. I don't know how much it added to the films like political or thematic messaging other mm. than like other than the very because in in the real world when we break the fourth wall it's just like will ferrell's character is like you know i built this that stays this way i followed the instructions that's what this is and his son is like well, no i want to like create i want to like make i want to like be imaginative so like again mm -hmm. it sets up a very a very clear binary of like either be rigid or be imaginative mm -hmm. um so it kind of like doubled down on that. I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was like a really, I was like, wow, they, they found a way to bring the real world into this. Cause you, there's a version of this movie where that doesn't exist at all. And it's just the Lego movie. And that movie's pretty good, but this was added like another level of, uh, I wouldn't say analysis, but just a, 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 another narrative level to the movie. Yeah, I agree. I loved it. I don't know what, it, if it pushed that political message any differently or farther, but it was sweet. I mean, and other than daddy being like daddy, you know, like, yeah, we all got daddy issues, you know. I don't know why it maybe it had me thinking of, although it's a different because this is sort of like at the end, it breaks down that well, it reminds me of like the Princess Bride where they go back and forth, like the grandfather sort of like telling the story. But he's I mean, it's not really the same, but I'm just thinking of how they comes in and they want to like show the reality of it or show the i don't know well well i mean i'm sure like in pitching the movie or like or developing the movie someone was like but is it just legos like do we have humans do like it do we do we acknowledge the fact that these are toys in a human universe and I, they were like, yes, and this is the this is the way that we do it. It's almost like a it's kind of like a reverse never ending story, mm -hmm. where where it's like you know you'd think that this is just a story, and then it turns out the story is actually happening. So, but this was like the the opposite version of that. Although they do the thing where like Emmett the toy once he's in the real world, 
starts moving on his own. So then you're like, okay, so there's actual magic <laughs> happening. Like this. <laughs> Will Ferrell's like to meet my uh, to meet my uh, number for this movie. There has to be like some me in the movie, not just me talking. So like, all right, we'll throw you in here at the end as an actor. Yeah, and yeah, if you're yeah. gonna be creative, your sister has to play too, and then. Like, like that's when I was like, oh, this is consumerism. What was it like? I mean, I loved it, but it was like the Kinder Blocks. It was like another product. Yeah. And I was like, ooh. Oh, was that a specific like brand of toy? Yeah, it's at like the end? it's like Legos a for really. Lego. It's like oh. yeah, Legos for really little kids because they'll swallow them. Don't give kids Legos, yeah. babies. But um. Yeah, that that actually makes me now think like this is was like the ad for Legos at the end. If not the first hour and like twenty six minutes was already an advertisement. I mean, yeah. They're like showing you. I guess I mean it's also maybe it goes back to just like so, like solidifying the like rigidity, rigid rigidity, is that the word of yeah. like of like gluing the blocks and making it a permanent thing. Versus like an actual creative outlet of like the kid is the master builder, right? Like that's, mm. you know, he wants to be the master builder. Whereas the father just wants to be like, this is my city. Don't touch it. It's not a toy. And honestly, yeah, can there be a world for both? Like I was kind of like, what's wrong with gluing? You're like, you don't want it to come apart. You made something cool. Let him glue it. I mean, ultimately this movie is like, there, there's a bunch of contradictions. It is, it is an ad for Legos. It is like a hyper consumerist product made within a capitalist like film system. At the same time, it has pretty strong anti-capitalist messaging within it. Uh, you know, it's 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 tough. It's tough to parse. And then you know, and then obviously there's the the conflict of like, well, does and we've talked about this as well. It's like that the Mark Fisher quote in Capitalist Realism that's like. If you're if a movie is performing your anti-capitalism for you, it gives the audience the false sense of doing something or like mm -hmm. being politically active, which, you know, a movie like this definitely runs the risk of because I'm sure there are people that walk out of that and they're like, I get the message. I understand that business is bad. Boop, 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 boop. I buy it. Let me go coffee. buy some Lego. Well, yeah. so, <laughs> so one of the notes I, I actually I just forgot about in that last scene is like the kid is telling the dad like that. Um, that, or like maybe that maybe his, the dad is saying like oh he can change but I think I took that to the meaning of like but can business change under like our system can like capitalist business ethics in quotation marks actually change like we can tell you we're gonna like have you know pizza on Friday and like give you like a you know a raise but like really it's not actually changing for like the meaning meaningfully for everyone so I don't know I think that was like oh this kind of this feels a little icky at the end. Yeah. I oh, might where, he con where he convinces President Business to just like stop being the bad guy, essentially. Yeah. Right. That's all yeah. it takes. Like, they're like, oh, yeah, just call up Jeff Bezos. Be like, hey, you should just turn over your whole company to us. And, yeah. Uh, if it was just kids' voices they needed, then they wouldn't be arresting all of the protesters who are, you know, they would have listened to Greta and like, and like oh, it's the children. The children are speaking to us. That's all we needed to hear. The we're child writing voice. child labor in uh, Arkansas. Yeah, exactly. My hope, I think, with this movie is like, ultimately would be you have a great 
adult or, or fellow smart child to go unpack it with after because I do think I do think there's opportunity to just like view this the wrong way. You want someone who can like you can talk to after and be like, what does it mean that his name was president business? Like, what does that mean? Because like, like, oh, because our state is run by corporations and our law and our legal system is there, including our police system is like all there to guard corporations over people like to unpack those ideas. Cause I don't know if that was fully there. It was just like, yeah. this is what this world is. No, they definitely didn't get into the ramifications of citizens United in this movie. <laughs> it was, they didn't have the time. They'll, 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 <laughs> know, they'll, they'll use this movie in like a Supreme court decision in like 2026 or something. Lord uh, business is allowed to uh, rule with an iron fist. Oh my yeah. God. I, although the last thing I'll say about president business, and I'm really glad they included this line because it's, it's, such a maniacal part of the movie where he betrays bad cop his only non-robot <laughs> person and as he's leaving he says it's not personal it's just business and that is a line that children will hear as they grow up and they continue into their and then we <laughs> continue in our adult lives because that is a very that is a that is the capitalist's refrain, which is, you know, it's not my fault that, uh, you know, this decision completely, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> eviscerated an entire community or that, like, you know, uh, uh, hundreds of my employees now lost mm -hmm. their job and can't feed their kids. It's not personal. It's just business. Like, and it's it's which removes the human face off of the like the the crimes of capitalism. So mm. I'm glad they got that line in here because it's clearly like this is an evil dude saying an evil line and hopefully kids take that with them for the rest of their life and they're like, "Wait, I remember that. That's bullshit. President Business yeah. said that." Great point. I'm going to I'm going to have to ask my daughter if she's if she agrees to do like a little yeah. discussion. I'm going to like read that line or she might have to watch it again just to refresh her memory, but I wonder if she hears that line and like thinks anything of it. I don't want to like influence her decision, you know, influence mm -hmm. it. I feel like you're like you said, like, well, what do kids actually take from this movie? Cause I mm. think adults definitely take a different, different message. I'll say the last thing I'll say about president Lord business was had some great boots made by Lego. <laughs> Those boots were, that was one of my favorite moments. The well, like, all of the Legos, all of the pieces in the movie are actual Lego pieces. So those boots exist. Yeah, in Lego you watch world. the Legos like build it. And I was like, I, I love that. Dude, fucking fierce kicks. Just, like Prince, Prince the, boots. The drip, the drip on Lord Business. Wow. So good. <laughs> so good. So ask your daughter about that too, favorite. I sure. will. I will. I mean, I guess we kind of got the last thoughts, but do you have any, any, any final, any final word about uh, the Lego movie either of you? If you Everything haven't awesome. seen it, see it. Everything is awesome. Everything is awesome. <laughs> well, that's uh that's a good way to end it. I guess. I don't know if I, if I play the song, are they going to, uh, to, to haul me in to see the, the good cop, bad cop, you know, in the, in post. Uh, they probably won't haul you in, but they will take your video down or keep you from monetizing or whatever, <laughs> whatever things they do. This is what all damn your you, friends damn, are saying behind your back, Evan. Damn you, president business. Damn you. All right. Well, Frank and Rivka, thank you both for uh, coming on uh, Left of the Projector. It's been great thank having you. Thank you. So much fun. Thank you. thank you so much for having us, Evan. Awesome. Well, uh, thank you again. We've been uh, listening to Left of the Projector and have a good one.